Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Oh, we are off and running in today's edition of Football Full Circle right here on the SportsGrid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 159. Joe Lisi in with gentleman George Kurtz in for Ben Stevens. Ben took the day off. He'll be back tomorrow. A lot of news and notes to get to surrounding the NFL. We'll lead with the big story in New York. Zach Wilson, starting quarterback for the New York Jets, cleared to play this Sunday. He'll be under, under center for the New York Jets as they go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers in this matchup. Line slightly affected, George. Pittsburgh was, for most of the week, a three-and-a-half-point favorite on FanDuel right now, plus three uh, for the New York Jets. Does it make that much of a difference? And more importantly, can we expect any type of ring rust from Zach Wilson with the offense on the road Sunday afternoon? Yeah, Pittsburgh's not an easy place to play. Uh, for any, really, for anybody, more or less, a, uh, he's not a rookie, but a young quarterback who has struggled at times. Yes, there'll be no T.J. Watt, so that's a bonus there, right? That, you don't want that guy chasing you all around the place. But the defense is still a solid D here. So I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't expect some rust. But, you know, Joe, I have some hope, too. Because another Joe, Joe Flacco, yeah, he's a statue. But, yeah, you know, he's been throwing the ball left and right for the Jets, putting up some yards there. I know it's been ugly at times, but the Jets' offense is not, it's not invisible. It's not not there. So I do have some hope for Zach Wilson. That being said, I think this is going to be an extremely boring football game. Well, we'll see. The total is set at uh, 40 and a half, minus 110 either way. And to your point about Flacco, he had maybe his time in the sun a couple of weeks ago and pulling that ball game out on the road in Cleveland, 31-30. to Leads the fourth quarter deficit by 13 points. You thought that maybe there would be some consistency last week against a beaten-down Cincinnati defense. Well, Cincinnati stepped up. They started fast, forced Flacco into mistakes, and they never looked back en route to the victory in MetLife. That's the biggest thing, I think, when you look at the Jets' offense right now with Zach Wilson at the helm. He's a mobile quarterback. He can get outside the pocket. He can make some plays with his legs, something that Joe Flacco can't do. It gives you an added option and maybe the ability to extend plays with or without T.J. Watt in that defense right now, George. So I think when I look at this game right now, still, I lean to the Pittsburgh Steelers their backs are against the wall. They're playing at home. This is an opportunity now to really make a statement. But that running game needs to get better with Najee Harris and the offensive line. Yes, it's been disappointing, right? No, we expected big things from Najee Harris. In some ways, Najee Harris had to uh, run this offense because we were never expecting Trubisky to go up and down the field with the passing game. I don't care how, how good you might think their receivers are, Johnson, Claypool, and Pickens, but uh, it hasn't happened, right? It just hasn't happened here. Joe, are you a little surprised 
Uh, you know, uh, Pittsburgh's coming up the Thursday night game, so they had extra time. Are you a little surprised that the Steelers didn't make a change at quarterback? No, I'm, I'm not. And I talked about this last night, George, in regards to Trubisky and, and Kenny Pickett. I really don't believe it's the inability of Trubisky to, to stretch defenses over the top. I think it's twofold. I think it's the lack of consistency with the rushing attack of Najee Harris. They're only averaging about 90 rushing yards per game. They're only converting 33% on third down conversions. And more importantly, I give most of the, most of the failure right now to Matt Canada and the play calling. I think when you have Trubisky and you have a quarterback that potentially can make plays with his legs, you need to be aggressive in terms of the play calling on first and second down. You can't lay up or go conservative, run on first down, run on second down, and be put into predictable third down situations. So for me, I would still rely on Mitch Trubisky. If they're 1-6 after 7 or 8 games or 1-7, then you can make the move to Kenny Pickett. But right here, right now, you have to feel that Pittsburgh can make a run with a veteran QB at the helm. Yeah, I kind of agree with you with uh, most of your points there. I don't think this would have been the right time either. Uh, I think it is a little bit on the play calling here. They're not they're not stretching defenses at all. And uh, maybe that's hurting Najee Harris as well as the safeties are, coming, uh, are playing closer to the line of scrimmage here. Uh, I also think it's this. After the Jets this week, the Steelers' next four games at Buffalo, Tampa Bay, at Miami, at Philadelphia. Mm. Maybe not the stretch you want to put a rookie quarterback in. <laughs> then you have your bye week. You know, so I think maybe after the bye week in week 10. Yeah, I, that, that's a, a good point. Right then and there, it still gives you a, a time, an extra week of preparation for Kenny Pickett. On the flip side, we'll see if the Jets can regroup and get back on track after the win on the road a couple of weeks ago. The other factor in, and story circulating is obviously with the hurricane going through the Tampa and Orlando area. Where do they play this Tampa Bay game on Sunday night with Kansas City and Pat Mahomes coming to town, right? Do they move it to possibly New England or another location? and how does that affect the handicapping perspective for both teams in this matchup? It's a problem. What we're hearing right now, though, is you're, we just heard Scott Wetzel talk about it on the show, prior, uh, is that they're thinking of uh, the Midwest. The Midwest is where they're thinking about moving this game to. Not New Orleans, not Dallas, uh, a closer venue, but the Midwest. When George and I return, we'll break down the games for week number four. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. 
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back on Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi and George Kurtz kicking around the NFL for the next hour. Talked about in the opening segment, Zach Wilson joining the New York Jets and being under center with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Going to turn our attention to the late night action on Sunday. Big battle in terms of Dallas. Four o'clock game against the Washington Commanders in this matchup. Excuse me, it's a one o'clock game. I thought it was a four o'clock matchup. Dallas and Washington, they played. Dallas did. Got the victory over the New York Giants. 23 to 16. Danny Jones and Daniel Jones could not pull out that victory. Cooper Rush steps up. He's 2-0 as a starter. But I brought this up last night, George, and I know you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I want to get your take. Do we put too much weight now in terms of the NFL in the starting quarterback? And I understand that you need a, an above-average quarterback to win games, but the amount of money that we have thrown at the starters in terms of the NFL, Rodgers and Brady and obviously Mahomes and Kirk Cousins, when you see Cooper Rush step up and not make mistakes. Is it is it maybe just, you know, to have a, a nice backup like a Tyrod Taylor that can move the football, a Terrell Huntley for for Baltimore and even a Cooper Rush that can make enough plays where you still get 80% of the productivity and still can win ball games without without an elite quarterback. Yeah, I think that's interesting what you bring up here. All right. I do think you need an elite quarterback. I, today's NFL, I do. But that being said, I think you can survive, survive here with a quarterback who's uh, a decent bet. You meant 80%, right? A decent backup. You know, Cooper Rush is actually 3 0. All right. Don't shortchange my man, Cooper well, Rush. I'm just talking about coach. this year. I'm just talking about last year he was a six and a half point dog against Zimmer and the crew. We don't count that. We we count 2022. You know that. Go ahead. <laughs> I, read Joe, I bring it up because Joe was all over the Vikings last year, so I was going to rub that in, but he got, he got to it before I could. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, Rush has been around the Cowboys for a long time. Long time. He, hasn't been cut, he was actually cut by the Giants twice, which makes things kind of funny. Uh, so, more importantly, though, this in regards to Cooper Rush, uh, there's two things. One, yeah, one of those games was against the Giants. Well, the Giants aren't a good team. I know they were 2-0, but they're not a good team. All right, uh, they, they pulled out some wins they easily could have lost here. And the Bengals were still having problems, right? But that defense of the Cowboys has been playing lights out. They're harassing everybody. All right, I mean, Mark, uh, Micah Parsons, DeMarcus Lawrence, they go, they're getting at the quarterback, which is making life easier. Then They haven't asked Cooper Rush to put up 28, 30 points. They probably should have Monday night, but they haven't asked him to do that. And more importantly, and this I can't believe I'm saying this because nobody saw this happening, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line is being graded out as one of the best as far as the run is concerned. They're yep. opening up holes for Zeke. They're opening up holes for Pollard, which makes things easier because you're putting Cooper Rush in second and five, second and four. You're not asking them to go third and long, second and long, because you can see that in these games. When they are in you know, second and long, third and long, they're not going to get that first down. Stop the penalties. Yep, absolutely. So when I look at this spread at three and a half on FanDuel in favor of the Cowboys, minus 104, you want to take a shot on Washington, plus the three and a half and minus 118. Total is set at 41 and a half. Dallas has an opportunity to really step on Washington right now, right? Washington has not looked good in back-to-back games. They lose to Detroit. They lose to Philadelphia. They lose this ball game to the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush. I said it last night. I think the wheels could fall off for Ron Rivera, Carson Wentz, that defense, and and they could be potentially the worst team in terms of the NFL. I think they might cave. The only 
caveat or the only thing holding me back in this game, George, is you remember last year they got absolutely boat raced, 50, 50 plus points in Big D. Is that on their radar? And does Ron Rivera make it a point? Because if if he doesn't, where a divisional rival put up over 50 points on the road with your defense, you need to step up and be in this ballgame. That's the only thing holding me back by saying that Dallas doesn't win this ballgame by double digits. Uh, I, I'm sure Rivera's going to use that, right? Because you would, I would, you use it as some kind of motivation here. The problem is this. I don't think Dallas is going to destroy them. Dallas just can't do it unless they, uh, they're getting turnovers here. You know, they're, getting, they're forcing turnovers. They might. Then, yeah, we could have problems here. But why did Philadelphia win that game or destroy them on uh, Sunday? Because they got after Wentz. Dallas will get after Wentz. It's a home game. Mike, man, Mike Apollos was only about 70%. On Monday night, because he was coming off the illness here. He'll be fine Sunday. DeMarcus Lawrence, hopefully, the foot injury will uh, get him back to 100%. They're coming at the Wentz. And if he's just going to sit back there and take sacks, the Cowboys going to destroy this team. And they should destroy this team. The defense has not played well. It's built up for a Dallas win. That being said, it's a division game. These two teams do not like each other. I don't think it'll be a destruction. I think the Cowboys will win, but I think in the end, it could be because of a late touchdown, a garbage-time touchdown, but I think in the end, Dallas wins. I think they're going to win most games with this uh, this team that's uh, assembled here. They win by seven or less. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. One o'clock kick, Dallas three and a half point favorite. Total is 41 and a half on FanDuel. Let's turn our attention to another one o'clock game because I really like this game in terms of Atlanta. Atlanta playing well right now, coming off a 27-23 victory over Seattle. They were a one-point dog. Now they're catching one and a half at home, plus 106 on the money line. 49 and a half is the total, minus 110 either way. Cleveland comes to town, laying a point and a half. I think Cleveland honestly runs all over them. I'll say this right now. This is one of my better bets to the for the weekend. I don't see any way, and I don't care Mariota is channeling his innermost 2014 Heisman Trophy uh, you know, appearance or, or resume back in Eugene, Oregon. I don't see any way Atlanta's defense stands up to the physicality of the offensive line for Cleveland in this ballgame. Now, I, once again, I agree with you wholeheartedly here. Does it, does it just seem fishy to you? Does it seem fishy? Cleveland's only a point-and-a-half dog against Atlanta, a team that might be one of the worst in the NFL. I know they played well against Seattle. They're also one of the worst in the NFL. You know, I mean, it just seems fishy, Joe, because I like this. This is also be my best bet of the week, Go, uh, going with the Browns here. But it just seems too easy. Both everywhere. Minus a point-and-a-half, minus 124. I, it just seems too easy to me. You know, but once again, well, uh, sometimes i got to take what I can get here. You know, I think part of it is because Atlanta's been so good against the number, right? They cover as a a five-and-a-half-point dog against New Orleans. They cover and and come from behind against the Rams. They cover as a a one-point dog and win the ball game outright. They're 3-0 ATS. And Cleveland now, is is Garrett going to play with the car accident the other day, right? He's got a bruised bicep. He's got a bruised shoulder. Maybe that's a reason why. And at the end of the day, it's still Jacoby Brissett. If we're looking at Jacoby Brissett, versus Mariota here, you would just say, all right, I give the edge to Mariota through week number three, four right now in terms of what he's been able to put up from an offensive perspective. But again, do we buy into the Atlanta defense as slowing down the rushing attack of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? That I mean, I, I, I'm going to lay it, George. I mean, I would lay up to a field goal here. That doesn't scare me in any capacity. And I do feel the Browns win seven to ten points. The only thing I think is, I don't know if Atlanta is going to be able to put up 
20-plus points on that secondary for the Browns. Oh, once again, I agree with you. I'm laying the points. I'm taking Cleveland here. No doubt in my mind I'm taking Cleveland. Uh, as far as, you know, I'm not going to bet the total. I'm not. I mean, that seems awfully high to me as well, 49 and a half here. Uh, I don't think Garrett's going to play, although they're being very hush-hush. We know he's out of the hospital. I've heard what? Strained shoulder and a biceps injury, but we don't know the exact degree of either one. You know, right. is it a torn bicep? Are we talking, you know, uh, what kind of strain are we talking? Grade one, grade, we don't know. So he may, I don't think he's playing Sunday. That'd be my final guess here. I don't think he's playing Sunday. Uh, is Jadavian Clowney going to play? I mean, he didn't play last game either. You know, is he out. any good when he plays, though? I mean, that's the other question. <laughs> he's still a good, he's a good football player, but not, uh, not someone, yeah, I guess, how can I put it? He's not a star. Is he a game changer in your opinion? No. Is he, is no, he a guy not, that could come no. in and be like a Micah Parsons, even if you could get maybe four or five type of situational plays? I don't feel that way either. I just think he's a compiler at this point, an above average player, especially on the edge, but expecting him to change the landscape, I, I just don't see it anymore. Agreed, agreed. He's not that guy anymore. He's, he's just not here. And plus, let's face it, if Garrett's not playing, he's going to see extra attention. Right? He's going to see more blocking and more double teams coming his way. So, uh, that, I mean, that, that sort of leaves me, okay, it's at home in Atlanta. Maybe we get there for the total here. But uh, I'm not, I'm, I could take some props, but I'm not going to take the over 49 and a half. I, yeah, I I'm with you. I don't, we'll I don't want to take the under either, though. I'm with you. We'll see how that game does play out a little bit later in the week. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk about some 4 o'clock action. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, continuing our breakdown for NFL action week number four. We talked about the early slate of games, at least a few of them. Washington and Dallas talked about Cleveland and Atlanta. We'll get into some of the four o'clocks, but FanDuel does a fantastic job in terms of putting up weekly specials, and there's a couple of ones that caught my eye. We'll break it down with George. George, I'll start with some of the easier ones in, in terms of the, the lesser odds, right? Plus 150. So we have Stefan Diggs, Mark Andrews to combine for 200-plus receiving yards in week number four. That'll get you plus 150. Now, I got to feel that Baltimore 
has to move the foot. I know Mark Andrews is the big play weapon for Lamar Jackson, but if this team, big picture, is going to make any moves in terms of a division title and, more importantly, a playoff run, they have to get the football outside of Mark Andrews. They need a wide receiver. Bateman, who stepped up a couple of weeks ago. Get the get the ball out to other playmakers. Can you see Mark Andrews at least getting half of those this week in in, uh, in Baltimore for this with Diggs? I don't think so. I think that's asking a lot. A lot to get a, you know, get a 100-yard game. I think you're probably looking here, realistically, you want him to get 80 and Diggs 120, and that's a lot. All right, so uh, I would be very careful. The first thing I'm looking at here is, uh, okay, who's going to be left on the Buffalo secondary? All right, they had all four members out last week, and they were playing two or six-round picks on the corner here. It looks like they're gone. Their starting cornerbacks are questionable again. The safety's questionable, so we'll see here. We'll see. Uh, that being said, we know what's going to happen here because of what you just said. All right, ah, it's, it's Duvernay, it's Bateman. No, no one gives these guys lots of respect. There'll be a lot of one-on-one opportunities for them. But you know what was going to double down on Andrews? you got to try and stop Andrews. you got to. Right. You know, Sadie's going to creep closer to the line of scrimmage here. I'm going to say no. I don't like this enough to go for it. I don't think, I don't think Andrews is going to have a huge, huge game again. Right. I'm, I'm gonna no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, so I agree. I don't think that's a good one. Here's another one that I would say no, and I'll tell you why. Either DK Metcalf or or Amon Ra St. Brown to have 100-plus receiving yards, plus 150. Now, I like Seattle this week, but I think they get back to basics in terms of pounding the rock with Rashad Penny. And St. Brown is injured. He's, on the, he's listed as questionable in terms of the practice injury report for Detroit. So I would say all bets are off because you never know what you're going to get. He might play a, a series or two and then limp off the sidelines. Yeah, St. Brown has an ankle injury, and he underwent tests. It wasn't like, oh, it's an ankle, he'll be all right. No, he had to go to go test to find out the severity. Uh, they did not uh, tell us what the severity is. He rolled the ankle, I think, in the second quarter of the game. That's why he had a quiet second half. So, yeah, I'm concerned about this as well. I got to tell you, this is going to come down to uh, how I feel about St. Brown, because if I get good reports, oh, he's fine, he's going to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take this, Joe, because, man, what? it's Seattle and Detroit. Neither team can stop anybody. I mean, they can't stop anybody. One of these guys is going to get over 100. I think St. Brown is one of the, maybe the best receiver we don't talk about enough. Nobody talks about enough here. I love this guy. I love what Detroit's doing. Even he has any kind of defense here. I will really, really, really love this if the reports on St. Brown are are good. Oh, he's fine. That sort of thing. And they're not worried at all. all. Right. I hear anything. Oh, you know, he's 50-50. Then, then this will be a no. All right, here's one I do like, and it's deep pocket money. It's seven to one, and I'll explain to you why. We have the Chargers on the road against Houston, five and a half point favorites on FanDuel. Austin Eckler and Damian Pierce to each have seventy-five plus rushing yards, seven to one. I'm a buyer of that. I think LA on the road is going to look to establish the run. They're not going to look to get into a shootout. And even though Houston put up twenty points against Chicago, I think at home showing what Jacksonville was able to do, even though Trevor Lawrence broke out, they still ran the football effectively. I could see both players getting 80, 90, even maybe 100 for both players. At 7-1, to one, I'm willing to take a shot on this one in terms of the weekly specials, uh, week number four. Eckler has 80 rushing yards on the season. I know. I love it. I uh, love it, Georgie uh, boy. Uh, love it. Uh, Buy in. Come on. 80 rushing yards on the, the season edge. here. I like Pierce because I think they are going to try to run the ball. Uh, Pierce, I know Joey Bosa, right? He's got the growing injury. He may be out a significant amount of time here. He may not see him until after Halloween. Uh, 
It's Achilles Echo is the one I'm worried about. I can't believe this. I was really, uh, you know, I didn't know the special before you said it. When you talk like, let it be total yards, let it be total yards, let it be total yards, and then you said nope. rushing yards. Like, oh, why? Uh, I don't, why? Why? I don't, don't, I don't, I don't trust the, the charges right now. I, and this should happen, by the way, because they should be looking. It's Houston. You shouldn't need to throw the ball 88 times a game, and you should be looking to protect Herbert and those ribs at right? the cartilage. You should be looking to protect that. They didn't last week, but they couldn't because they were down a thousand points. I kind of lean with you where I, I kind of do like this, but I don't love it. I still like the St. Brown one and DK Metcalf more. See, now the one with St. Brown and DK is one or the other. This is both. That's why it's 7-1. to one. So even if Eckler gets it, but if Pierce doesn't, you lose it. you got to both I think get Pierce them. does, though. 70. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm worried. I, can't, like I said, I can't believe I'm worried about Eckler. Eckler's the one I'm worried about in this duo. I have no confidence in the charges. I think Brandon Staley sucks. I said it last night. I I equated uh, L.A. Chargers to Texas. I think they're the Ferrari with the lawnmower engine. The coaching that division is horrible. Yeah, it would the entire division. You're right. Would it shock you if Houston wins this ball game outright plus one ninety four? And if so, what do we what do we think about the Chargers then? Is is Staley then on the hot seat? If he if he loses this game. Is he on the hot seat then if they start one and three? I think you'd have to be. Big, I mean, huge things were expected after what happened last year too, where they came up short, and now you know, big. Thing, I mean, a lot, some people had the Chargers in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, they had the Chargers in the Super Bowl, all right? Huh? And now you're one and three, and you're losing to Houston. Uh, yeah, I absolutely think one hundred percent he'll be on. It'll get hotter. How about that? All right, yeah, it's not going to be talking about it much, much more about, okay, maybe he's just not the guy. It's not working out here. Right. I'll say this. If Matt Rule defeats Arizona this weekend and Brandon Staley loses to the Houston Texans, Staley will be the front runner to be fired, not Matt Rule. I'll, t- I'll go out on a limb right, there, right here and now and say that, that if Carolina picks, picks up back-to-back wins against the New Orleans Saints and Arizona Cardinals, I think Rule could get this team to at least seven or eight wins and solidify his status for 2023, while Staley, if they don't make the playoffs with Justin Herbert. He's on the hot seat. Let's talk about the game in Carolina. A tight spread again. One and a half in favor of the Panthers. We saw Baker Mayfield chuck for a buck seventy. We see Christian McCaffrey on the injury report each and every week. That's a scare. But I have no confidence in Kingsbury in this offense right now. What does it look like? How could you not have Kyler Murray throw for 300 a game? I think they lose this matchup on the road. I'm laying the wood with Carolina early here. It's an important game for both teams. I mean, a really important game for both teams. You want to get your season back on track here. I agree with you about Matt Rule, by the way. Uh, if he can win this game, he'll, uh, he won't be the, the number one guy on the hot seat anymore. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. If he loses, well, then you're playing San Fran, Rams, Tampa Bay. The next three after this. I mean, mm. oh boy. I'm not so sure you survived that. Uh, I, I think Rule's done. He said he has to win 7-8. I think he needs to make the, either get f- to 500 or make the playoffs to have a shot at saving his job, by the way. Uh, that being said, Kingsbury is also somebody who I think he's under the radar. Could be on the hot seat, by the way. A little under the radar. Maybe the fact that Hopkins got suspended saves him a little bit here. But his offense is a mess. You're relying on James Conner. And he was a fantasy player last year. What I mean by that, lots of touchdowns. But that's it. You know, the yardage wasn't there. This year, you're not getting the touchdowns or the yardage. So you don't have much of a running game. Kyler Murray is not running at all. Yeah, we've seen the big plays he made on a two-point conversion versus the Raiders, and that was fun to watch, no doubt. But he's not running. 
You know, like him and Russell Wilson don't run anymore. I think it's part of this why the offense gets stagnant a little bit. Uh, yeah, you got no Rondell Moore. The offense is a mess there in Arizona. It's just a mess with this Kingsbury's baby. Not working out here. I think this game is sort of a mess. Another a slog fest. Who makes mistakes? Do Who does make the big play here? I, I don't I don't love this game at all, but no. I'll go Arizona because I'll take Murray to make a big play over Mayfield. Although I do well, think here's that the thing. Carolina's probably the better team. Well, obviously, Carolina's in path of the hurricane as well. you got to monitor that situation in terms of is it a wet track or not, right? Even though the game's on Sunday, you know, the trajectory of the hurricane is going to affect, obviously, the Carolinas as well. You know, is there damage? Is there is it is it rain residual rain into the weekend? You got to keep an eye out on that in terms of this matchup. I think it's an over though, as long as it's a pretty dry track. I, I like I like the over forty two and a half is not a lot. I mean, wh- do we really think this game is going to be twenty to fourteen? Either way, I mean, that's only. Uh... I have to think that Arizona tries to put the pressure on Carolina over the top. Whether they can do that or not is the main question. But I still think Carolina has to allow Baker to cook to some capacity. you got to get DJ Moore involved. You have to get McCaffrey involved in terms of the passing game. I sort of like the over, Georgie boy. I like the over there. I know you're, you're leaning to the under. I sort of think this is one of my better overs for the weekend, believe it or not. I know, I'm not against you here. I'm not. I'm not against you. I'm not. We, we're seeing. Can you remember a season, Joe? I mean, I know you and I are older here. But can you remember a season where we're seeing so many low overs, low totals? I know. I mean, everything's. I know. There's so many games of a low 40s, and automatically in today's game, oh, I'm, I'm leaning. Oh, I'm leaning the over. You know, Dallas 41.5, Carolina 42.5. I think there was a, a time last week where there were seven of the nine games were all. Uh, low overs. I'm like, what is going on here? And scoring in the NFL is down. It's down tremendously yep. this year. For it whatever started reason. last year. You're right. Yeah, and, I, and, and you know what? It started last year. You look at the playoff runs when obviously Tampa Bay beat Kansas City, right? They did it with defense. They did it with a physical offensive line and Leonard Fournette and Rojo, right? That sort of carried through towards the end of last season, right? We saw Cincinnati run the football in the playoff game and the win over Kansas City with Joe Mixon. What did he have? 77 yards? We saw obviously Cam Akers and, and Daryl Henderson in terms of the Super Bowl win over over Cincinnati as well. The physical offensive line relying on a defensive front, that is where the NFL is headed and is carried through. We'll see how it plays out. When we come back, we'll break down some other games in the NFL and maybe talk about the quarterback carousel. Joe Lisi and George Kurtz right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, back on Football Full Circle, breaking down NFL week number four. A lot of, lot of intriguing games, George, in terms of, you know, it's, it, it really could swing either way for some of these teams in terms of momentum, whether they make it or break it in terms of the playoffs, wild card, and obviously division title. Some teams with their backs against the wall. One in particular is New Orleans right now, right? They lose that matchup last week. They get abused. And now Jameis Winston, iffy for this matchup, didn't practice midweek. Will he go or will they have to go with a backup in this ballgame? But this offense isn't as explosive, even though we thought they would be, right? We're, Obviously, at the start of the year, Michael Thomas, Chris Alave, we have Jarvis Landry, uh, Kamara, which you know, which is amazing when you think about Alvin Kamara. Not where, where are the explosive uh, plays for number forty-one anymore? They just don't find ways to get them the football as consistent as they did with Drew Brees and Sean Payton at the helm. They have a Minnesota team that's on life support because unless Minnesota starts fast and continues that momentum that they had in the fourth quarter against Detroit. I tell you what, I think New Orleans could be a live dog in this ballgame. This game is uh, the England game, so it's the early game on uh, Sunday morning, which always concerns me somewhat, right, how uh, these teams are going to handle the travel here. How do the New Orleans Saints handle that travel, by the way? You already said it. Uh, this is a banged-up football team. Winston, four broken bones in his back. I right, didn't seem to bother him all that much last week as he threw over 300 yards, still lost the game here. Kamara, uh, he's... What happened to this guy? He's got a ribs in, uh, rib injury. Is that a problem? You know, is that what's slowing him down this year? Mike Thomas has a toe injury. We don't know what his availability is going to be. Uh, Jarvis Landry is also banged up with a foot injury. He's talking maybe a tough four players here. Alave would have to be in there somewhere as well. Uh, they're all banged up. All banged up. Are any of them going to play the full game here? Are any going to be at anywhere near uh, close to 100% here? What's going on with Dalvin Cook? Right? He's got the shoulder that keeps popping out, but he won't have surgery on it. Sort of uh, Fernando Tatis for the San Diego Padres in baseball. Although he did, he's, he, uh, he did have the surgery now. You know that, how, how long can he play before Madison's going to have to go? So many question marks here. The game's at 8.30 a.m. and not 8.30 p.m., right? So we don't have to worry about uh, Kirk Cousins not showing up here. Yeah, I'm probably going to like the Vikings in this game, but man, ugh. this is a scary game to me. Yeah, these London games, you know, I, it, I, I go back to the Trevor Lawrence game with Miami last year. Wasn't Miami a three-point favorite in that ball game and lost outright? It was the same spread when, when obviously they went to London last year and the kid kicked two, what, 52-yard yeah. field goals. They they brought him out of a sh- either ShopRite or Publix. What was he doing? And all of a sudden he's, he's nailing 55-yarders like they're going out of stock. But uh, do you have any comp? Here's the thing. I, I keep thinking, okay, this is the week Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are going to come to play. I, I turn on the TV. I turn on the game. They're trailing. Every every first quarter to start their year, they're, they're trailing. And then you're like, oh, they'll pick it up after halftime. He sucks. I can't. I don't know. You have Justin Jefferson. Thielen's an afterthought because either he, he just stares down Justin Jefferson all the time or he just doesn't spread the football around. They don't get Dalvin Cook the ball even when he's in there in terms of the passing game. So I don't know what to feel with O'Connell. 
and I'm high on this team long term. I still think they they can get to ten wins. But I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. When when everything looks so much to one team in these London games, I tend to go with the underdog. I mean, I'm almost inclined to take New Orleans plus the 142, even with a banged up Jameis Winston. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to take New Orleans. Not right now. Not on uh, Wednesday. Uh, I, I need to see about these injuries first. I'm gonna need to see the practice reports. Who's showing up? Who's practicing in full? Who's not practicing at all? I have a hard time believing all four of these guys are gonna go. I think one, uh, one's going to miss the game. One, uh, one's going to be severely hampered here and just be a decoy out there. Uh, you mentioned Minnesota's no no easy bet either, by the way, and you're right. I mean, Jefferson's been weird. Had a huge game one against Green Bay, right? A good defensive team. Nine catches, 184 yards. Disappears really the next two games. All right, Philadelphia, what I understand, Philadelphia also good defense. Six for 48. Detroit, three for 14? What the hell is going on here? All right, what's going on here? That, that can't happen there. Uh, Thielen, you're right, is not the player he used to be. He's more of a name now than a uh, top wide receiver. And he has, it, I mean, I wouldn't look his way either. I'm going to look JJ's way all the time also. I don't know what's going on with Dalvin Cook. Even before the injury, they probably weren't using him enough. I understand you didn't want to be the Mike Zimmer offense anymore. You want to be more of a today's game offense, but maybe you went the other way too much. It's a strange offense there. You know, I'm not going to say Kirk Cousins sucks. I don't think that. But he is what he is. He's not great. I don't even think he's very good. He's solid. He sucks. He take. sucks when you have money on him. He sucks. Well, he, he sucks, sucks in prime time. Yeah, he sucked in prime time, and he didn't get the cover last week. I wasn't on him, but he still didn't cover that number. That's the way. I, that's the way I judge Kirk Cousins. I mean, if you have to come from behind in that ball game, you're trailing at home. I mean, if Detroit doesn't call the timeout, maybe potentially they lose. Think about that. I agree. I, I don't think. I don't think the Vikings won that game. I think Detroit lost it. I think that's the way most games are, by the way. Teams don't win them there. The other team loses them. They make dumb mistakes here. And I think, uh, you know, Dan Campbell, man, he, he admitted it, by the way. To his credit, he admitted he made mistakes uh, late in the game. That probably cost the game. I think he's right. They did. Uh, hopefully he'll learn from it here. It's hard to trust the Vikings. That's the bottom line here. I just don't, I think this is a game, as much as, you know, it's a standalone game, it's the morning game, uh, it'll be a prop game for me. That's where it's right. going to be. It's going to be a prop game more than a... Uh, All right, we'll break money. that down as the, as the week progresses. But here's a game I sort of feel strongly about. Are you more impressed with Tennessee's victory over Las Vegas or the Colts' victory over Kansas City? Because I think we see a complete overreaction now in terms of Matty Ice and that home win. Now they're back home against a team they just never could beat, I, I don't think, at home. I mean, I like Tennessee here, plus the three and a half. They lost this game last year in overtime where Wentz threw the interception. He threw the interception obviously in the end zone in in terms of the fourth quarter, led the interception in overtime, which led to the game-winning drive for Tennessee. I like Tennessee here on the road. Even though Tannehill is spotty, give me Derrick Henry. I like them, plus 154 on the money line and the points in this ballgame. By the way, I'm just seeing now that Winston and Thomas were not present for the beginning of practice today, for whatever that, that's worth. Uh, that's what I said, so, yeah. It, it's Wednesday. We'll see what happens Thursday and Friday. But that, that scares me. Winston's going to play. I'm not worried about that. Thomas is the one I'm worried about there. Indianapolis and Tennessee. Uh, well, for the love of God, Indianapolis, can you give the ball to Jonathan Taylor? He's your best player. It's getting a little ridiculous here. We, you know, Frank Reich said this. You know, by the way, we don't talk about Frank Reich being on the hot seat enough. All right? He is. This seat's getting warm, too. Warm, if they don't win that game last week, he's fired. I'm convinced of that last week, that if they don't pull that ball game out, he would have gotten the axe. For what transpired in terms of Indy with the Carson Wentz situation where he had to apologize to Ursay at the end of the year, he lobbied for Wentz, it didn't work out. The 15-point favorite that goes down to 
Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville with an interim staff. I think if they lose that ball game last week, he's done. Bye-bye. See ya. We're going in a different direction. He saved himself for one week, but if they lose this week, you think Ursay pulls the trigger and says, you know what? The one-game aberration, I'm not standing for it. You suck. I mean, making a change in season, Ursay would have to have somebody else in mind that he wants there. It's hard. I mean, once again, change in season don't generally work. Not in football. You know, baseball, maybe hockey or basketball where you have a longer season. Football, it's just so difficult. Uh, what's the coach going to do? You're not going to change the players. You're not going to put your, the new coach. You're not going to put your new, uh, new system in. So I, I think he survives with the, with the loss, you know. But like I say, he, he couldn't take too many more. He can't take too many more at all. I mean, Ursay's Ursay. He's a nutball as well, so we don't know what he'll do. Uh, who, uh, my, my question might be this. You said it that, uh, you know, Reich wanted Wentz. So he lost a lot of his credibility once uh, Wentz was terrible. Who wanted Ryan? It was Reich again. Oh, then it could happen. No. Right, and he got rid of he got, he got rid of the one quarterback he drafted in Jake Easton. He he shipped his ass to Seattle. Think about yeah. that. He picks him up in the third round. How good of a quarterback whisperer is he? And here's the other factor too. I'll throw this at you, George. Indianapolis plus one fifteen in terms of the AFC South. They're the front runners. I'm not buying into them in any capacity just because they got a they got lucky. I think over Pat Mahomes in Kansas City last week. If they're able to knock off Tennessee, maybe I'll readjust and reassess, but I'm not buying into one game. They only won that game because the official uh, made that horrific call. right? He called the uh, the unsportsmanlike conduct against uh, Chris Jones uh, for talking to, uh, I think it was... I forget who uh, Jones was yelling at. Uh, I, think, I think it might have been Matt Ryan that he, he used bad language. Really? <laughs> really? What, did you drop a couple of F-bombs? And this is what, this is what you mean... Unless it's a racial thing, which I can't see being, you know, to, to Matt Ryan, I think that's who we talked to. Unless it's a racial thing, it, this cannot be called. That's the only reason they won the game, Rusty. The game's over. The game's over and Kansas City wins. It was an ugly, it would have been an ugly win, but hey, it still was over. So uh, it's just weird. Now, officials are being way too uh, touchy. You can't be calling stuff like that. Bad language. Are you freaking kidding me? And On a football field. T- I know. Well, it's crazy. If that's what was, I mean, it's amazing. We'll see how that game plays out. I lean to Tennessee. You let, You have a pick early on. I know you're not going to be with me later in the week, but do you like anybody in that matchup? 42.5 is the total. Juice to the over at minus 112. I mean, I think Indianapolis probably wins the game, maybe, but I'll take the points. I think it's going to be a close, once again, 20, 2017, 21, 17, somewhere around there. And I kind of like the under as well, but uh, give me the Tennessee with three and a half. All right, let's talk about another game because it is intriguing. Doug Peterson comes back home to Philadelphia. Would you believe that he has this offense humming with uh, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Robinson? I mean, this offense is putting up points against good competition. And if they pull that ball game out against Washington, they are 3-0 and heading into this ball game against a red-hot Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia offense. I know Jalen Hurts is hitting on all cylinders. The kid is a winner. I've said that maybe I haven't been as complimentary in terms of him being a polished quarterback up until this point in his career. I still honestly believe that, but the one thing you can't take away from him is his will to win and find ways to pull ball games out either with his arm and his legs. And as a quarterback, that's all you can ask for. But I'm inclined to take the six and a half against Jacksonville here. I just feel like that defense could keep them in it. I don't know if we go as high in terms of the total. I could see it a little bit lower in terms of 
of the scoring. So I would go Jacksonville with the points and under the 46 and a half in this matchup. But Jacksonville, if they win this game, don't look now. They could be a wild card contender. And they should have beaten Washington. You said they should have beaten Washington. Etienne catches the ball. They were like four or five times inside the red zone, but only got six points out of it. They should have beaten the uh, the Commanders week one. But uh, everything's going to have a loss like that. And, you know, Joe, I got to ask. I got to ask, who was the former coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Urban Meyer. Urban All right. Meyer. I needed that. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things from last year, the way Joe always said, Urban Meyer. So I had to ask here. Uh, listen, I've been on the Eagles uh, for months now. I, I like all the moves they've done here. I think I said it a million times. I didn't need uh, Jalen Hurts to be an, uh, an all-pro. I just needed him to take that next step in his progression. Well, he's becoming the all-pro. All right? And this team is scary. I mean, Joe, I'm, I'm sure you've looked at it. Is there a game the rest of the season where they're not going to be a favorite? I mean, maybe the one in Dallas later on this season, if Dallas is playing well, maybe it's, a, you know, they're just, they're, you know, getting a point, maybe. Other than that, this team is on, they're on a path to being the number one seed in the uh, NFC. That being said, I love what Jacksonville's done. I love it. I mean, Doug Peterson, and let's face it, most of us didn't give him a whole lot of credit as a head coach. Yeah, well, you know, you're a solid head coach, nothing spectacular. But he's turned that organization around and turned it around quickly. We may have made fun of the Christian Kirk signing and how it started the avalanche of wide receivers getting all this money, but it's worked. Everything is working there. That being said, I am not going to have the guts to take uh, Jacksonville in 16. I'm going to need to see it. I'm going to need to see them play against a team that I know is a good team. Back-to-back road games as well. This one out of the conference. I think I kind of lead towards Philly. Well, I, Philly right now plus 175 in terms of the front runners to be the number one seed in the NFC. I will say this, on a neutral field, I'd still make Tampa Bay and Green Bay slight favorites over Jalen Hurts and the crew. When George and I return, we will wrap it up for NFL Action Week Number 4. Joe Lisi and George Kurtz right here on The Grid. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
All right, wrapping up today's show, it flies when George and I are talking NFC East football. In particular, we broke down a number of games for week number four, but let's keep it quickly in the NFC East, George. In terms of the New York Giants, Sterling Shepard out, Galladay sucks. They're 12-1 to right now to win the division. I think, you know, the optimism is now at this point, week number four over. I think the Cinderella slipper has fallen off. I love Brian Dable. I think he'll turn around this franchise, but I think they're up against it and they need to find another starting quarterback. Danny Dimes, Danny Jones is not the answer long term for the Giants. Uh, I don't disagree with anything you just said, by the way. Right? It's sort of a mess at receiver now. You mentioned Galladay's terrible, Shepard's gone, uh, Rondale Robinson and Kadarius Tony will both be questionable, and I think from reading reports, uh, neither one may be, may be a go uh, Sunday. That being said, isn't Chicago worse? Right? Montgomery uh, got right now. Herbert's a good running back, but they're, they're a mess too. Uh, Fields uh, can't throw it. He's not running all that much, so that's not what we expect him to, and they're not letting him throw at all. At all. All right? This reminds me of the old uh, 80s uh, Sundays uh, football games here in New York, right? You're in the area. Remember those days? Or you, you get a Jets-Colts yeah. 1 o'clock game before Manning, and then you get a Giants-Cardinals game at, uh, late. You want to hang yourself. Thank God I'm a 10 helmets? This is a leather helmet game? I mean, come on, no face mask? I mean, no. Uh, yes. I can't, yes. Uh, Barkley versus Herbert. That's what this game is. This Boy. is the game last year. This is the game last year where Mike Lennon, Joe Judge, only threw four passes in the first half. Mike Lennon had 11 passes in the game. They got absolutely abused. I so want to take this over. 39 and a half. I, I'm a glutton for punishment. You could beat me over the head. Three straight unders now to start the year for the New York Giants. If you date back to last year, I think they had eight straight at the end of the year. It's amazing. They're on like on an 11 game heater to the under. I think Br- Brian Dable signed the contract with Mara. Alright, I'll, I'll coach the team. We can win games. We just can't go over the 40 or 40 and a half point number. So we'll see how it plays out. For George Kurtz, our great producer, Andrew Torres, I'm Joe Lisi. Ben will be back tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great week, everyone. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.